1: Dot com. a lot more summer ahead plus the fall lawn doctor of rhode island your best lawn ever guaranteed call for a free quote today 401-392-1025 find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes lawn doctor of rhode island check out their website it's lawn or call today for a free quote 401-392-1025 today is thursday september 9th you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website which is dipetro.com which i encourage you to go on to the website folks especially this story regarding uh nbc10 kelly bates it is not going away so they have responded to her as you may or may not know but we have all the stories and video on the website dipetro.com they responded they claim that she wanted to leave now if you've seen the the video she's clearly upset and uh you know very very emotional in it channel 10 they have put out a statement saying she decided it was time to move on kelly decided it was time to move on now that's not what she has said kelly bates who uh 17 years at nbc 10 she has responded and fired back at them saying that 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 is is not the case that she responded saying uh i found myself self unable to continue working at wjar under existing arrangements so kelly bates is not taking it she's stepping up now folks again i don't know all the ins and outs there there have been some people that have left nbc 10 and and let's really step back if if people Saw the list of people that have left. There's a lot of uh, change in local television. There's a lot of turmoil in local television. Sometimes with local TV, you get a young reporter that comes in here. They're here for literally months, a uh, short period of time, a year, year or two, and then they're off, uh, going to a larger, a larger market, a, a bigger city. Uh, maybe they're from somewhere else, and they just want to get the experience to go back and get a job where they're from. Regardless of what that is, that is not. The situation with kelly bates so this is definitely a pr nightmare for channel 10 they are in fact uh with nbc 10 uh this is a difficult one because they've had big backlash and for them to have to issue a statement about it and basically blame her and say it was her decision to leave um this is the last thing they want and folks let's face it i mean i'm just not sure how many people are really even still watching there's so many different ways to get the news Um, i i consume all of the news stories they put out the packages but i don't necessarily sit and watch the local news the way that i maybe i would in the past because there's so many parts of it you now can look at the menu here are the five or six stories they have and then pick which one it is that you want to watch or that you want to see or that you're curious about or that's new Um, and not you know. People are definitely not sitting and watching there's a lot of news and they started earlier and uh and it can be very lucrative for them to to do as much local news but anyhow but getting back to the kelly bates situation uh this is someone that's been there a long time obviously well loved and i don't know what went on at nbc 10 i i'm gonna i i just because the the whole situation with talent and they're offering her something that she feels that is unacceptable to her so you know as much as they say it was her decision to leave many times there there can be a situation that it lends itself that makes it difficult uh for her to stay so uh but this is make no mistake about it this is a pr problem for channel 10 which they haven't had one in uh, quite some time they've definitely had some turnover but then there's you know these big companies and because of covid and for a number of different reasons they've you know had some cutbacks but i think the, the the kelly bates one it really has resonated i just don't remember the last time it's hard to remember the last time someone left local television and there was just this type of outcry and uproar and enough so that i don't i'd be surprised if uh, if channel 10 just ignores this because it's just sitting there all right a lot more ahead you're listening to the john DePietro show well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time. 336-7801 again 508 336-7801 you focus on your business let mega professionals help you find the workers mega professionals 508 336-7801 have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business This summer, let JKL Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. JKL Engineering, call them today, 401 351 7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, it's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call JKL Engineering today. Estimates are free, financing is available. Remember, with JKL, 54 years in business reputation is second to none especially for technical expertise customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer they're also a navian certified factory dealer call jkl for a system replacement oil to gas for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available this summer call jkl engineering right now remember they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory, authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11.00. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is com. Joining us right now, it's time for our legal segment. He is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. It is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, I want to start off with, um, this is interesting that the couple of police departments wanted to use something. Now, I think it's effective. It has to do with the ability to, I believe, read license plates as they're going through red lights. Now, it would... It would seem to make sense that, you know, if there's a be on the lookout, Amber Alert, something like that, boom, it could pick out that the missing vehicle, say, is in Cranston. But the ACLU is now seemingly stepping into the equation, and they are uncomfortable with how this is operating.
2: Well, John, it is a little Big Brother-ish that um, these um, cameras have been set up in Cranston, in Pawtucket, in Woonsocket, It's strategic locations um ostensibly the technology and the purpose is simply to read license plates it could be a useful tool for law enforcement as you say if there's an amber alert if there was a bank robbery if there was someone who was leaving the scene of uh, a crime of some sort um, this technology could be useful the aclu has a legitimate concern that You know, when you've got this sort of technology and you're compiling all of this information, it would be tempting to misuse it or use it for um, the technology for purposes not intended. Um, That hasn't been demonstrated yet. So far, the uh, police departments have this talking point that it's just to read license plates. It's just to assist law enforcement. So, the ACLU hasn't filed suit, John. They've simply sent a warning, not a warning letter, but a letter of concern saying that this could be overstepping. Uh, I believe uh, the Cranston City Council has set up a um, meeting or a hearing to discuss the ACLU concerns to see if there needs to be some codification, some local ordinance or some state ordinance which would limit. The usefulness of these cameras or limit what sort of information can be harvested from the cameras and limitations on how that information might be used. So far nothing has happened but it's such a hard line to um, ascertain because there's so much of this technology out there in the world anyways. It's right. just not governmental in nature. It's usually private in nature. So what can governmental cameras do that private cameras can't do? That becomes, I think, a, th- a threshold question, John.
1: Is that, could you, uh, Tim Dodd, could that then end up being a legal issue in court of then someone challenging exactly uh, how law enforcement found out that an individual was was in a city and then they found out that they were using this type of technology?
2: Well, yes, let's assume that you're using this license plate technology and you're trying to track specific vehicles to see if the occupants are drug dealers or you know guys who are you know robbing convenience stores. I mean, you could come up with any scenario. Um, beyond just, oh, we're just looking at license plates here. Nothing nothing really more than that. It depends on how this surveillance material is used by law enforcement. And I do think the ACLU has a point that there should be some codification. What can law enforcement legally do with this material? Right. And what can they not do with it? Right now, it's just open season. We don't know really what the cops are doing, what they're looking at, how they're using this, how they're compiling this. My understanding is that whatever is recorded um, is good for 30 days. And then I guess it gets recorded over unless there's something that happens much like private security systems, where if something notable happens on a specific day, that uh, material could be preserved. But I don't think it's a system that records, preserves everything it records indefinitely. I think it's got a pretty short shelf life.
1: Okay. Folks, um, again, our legal segment is with Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I want to also just touch on this business that they um, last week announced some appointments within the Providence Police Department and made by, by the way, you know, these are appointments made by the mayor, uh, I believe the Public Safety Commissioner and Chief of Police and there's certainly kind of an uproar a little bit about um, this business that Mayor Lorza seemingly completely went around the rules, appointed a friend of his, no police background, uh, this guy Michael Stevens. He's, he runs the rec program in Providence. He is, he is also a basketball ref, never been a police officer, won't wear a uniform, doesn't carry a gun, gun put him powder of training. It's an interesting development that city council is basically really questioning mayor Lorsa on this appointment.
2: I, I, well, politically, not that I'm here to speak about politics. It seems like a really dumb move for the mayor to have made this appointment, especially when you presume he's going to be looking to run for some higher office uh, next year. Um, he is appointed a uh, Gentleman to this position, somewhat newly created position, who, as you say, has no police experience, doesn't carry a gun, won't wear a uniform, but he's going to be a major. Mm. If you're a major, you're part of the command staff within the Providence Police Department. You're going to be interfacing with the most experienced cops. Yep. Single Uh,
1: digit badge, single single, uh, digit badge in a department that has 450
2: officers. I I think that it's going to be difficult if this guy survives in this position and it's not retrofitted to be something else. Um, He's got no credibility, if you will. He's a basketball coach and now he's going to be dealing with the top brass in the Providence Police Department. He's going to be interfacing with the different departments within his job description i don't know where he gets the respect and the credibility coming from zero police policing background and you've got you know i believe it's the black uh, police officers association really furious because i believe all of the other applicants were minorities of one sort or another yep who were totally overlooked guys with, I believe it's men could be women with extensive police experience, extensive and, you know, well-documented records of achievement and accomplishment who are being passed off or over for one of the mayor's cronies. It makes Mm. no sense. Um, The press, the negative press that this is getting is well-deserved. The city council is talking about changing this guy's title to be something else Um, but that's just putting wallpaper over you know a a very bad situation it seems to me Um, I'm not sure if it can be corrected perhaps the officers who were overlooked should file a cause of action in superior court Mm -hmm. to go through a questioning of what were the specs for this position right who created the specs for this position? Right. Um, how was it sent sent out? I don't want to say to bid, but as a job posting, if you will. And did the mayor abuse his discretion in overlooking these presumably other qualified career police officers um, in, in favor of this guy who is a crony and really nothing more? So right. it would seem.
1: He um, Tim the the qualifications. My understanding to be a major in the police department, according to the Boston Globe, is ten years police experience as far as being a police officer and a college degree. He is neither. You know what else I was also wondering is about before we take a break. We saw with the uh, Jamal Gonzalez situation where one of the things they go after legally is, in fact, they start to examine the type of training. Now, if this individual is in charge of you know the academy and so forth, I. I can only imagine Tim Dodd going forward. Can you imagine getting an individual like this on the stand and you want to start to dig into and go after some of the training within the police department? Again, this is, it's nothing. It's this man individual, personally, but he, he's never been a police, he's never spent a day as a police officer.
2: You're right. And if he's ever called upon to testify about right? anything that he's done in his supervisory capacity that goes wrong, um, He he's going to he's going to be toast if he gets on the witness stand. It's going to be ugly. Uh, If I was the guy, I mean, I guess if I was he, I would take the job because I would want the money and everything that goes along with it. But he's going to be the skunk at the lawn party in terms of this police department. It seems like it's a terrible fit that he's going to go in there with no credibility, he'll garner no respect. I can't imagine the senior command staff wanting to have him sitting at their roundtable discussions. Uh, what what input could he possibly give? He's yeah. got no experience. His opinions mm. will be worth nothing. Um, it seems like a dreadful choice and a dreadful political mistake by this mayor.
1: Folks, quick break. A lot more Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePetro Show. 321 That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. we are in an accident, someone hits your vehicle, it's damaged in some way, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dott. Tim, um, the frontline workers were protesting over the weekend. These are the healthcare workers. They're on the front lines. There is a vaccine mandate from Governor McKee. Now, seems to be a little, maybe some cracks in the armor. There's now been a letter, 33, 32, what have you, reps saying they can relate to it. Uh, Governor McKee seems to be backing off a little bit, and he's trying to offer that after October 1st, You uh, will be on paid. No, excuse me, unpaid leave. Seventy five days to get the vaccine. Now, Massachusetts is October 31st. So the end of the month. So someone could be actually, you know, right on the border or living in mass and working in Rhode Island or or vice versa. But um, this still seems to be that that he is almost uh, the 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 firefighters that were starting to challenge it. They were threatening to be legal action here. We're still waiting for some sort of legal action, but this. Um, how, how do you view this breaking out that now the General Assembly is hinting they may come back in session?
2: Well, it it's interesting, John, that the 33 reps who um, signed on to this letter include many reps who are part of the Speaker's leadership team. So I don't think they go about signing on to such letters without getting some cover or some nod and a wink or an okay from the leadership uh, the speaker or the leader that it's okay for them to sign on to something like this. So it's not just the Republicans who never get any traction. They've got company this time with, you know, some well-regarded senior Democrats um, in the House you're right. There was some talk that the firefighters were going to bring this to court. And I, I wish they would. Or the healthcare workers should get into court. Yep. Um, the solution the governor has offered that, oh, you can have an extension of time, but you'll be um, out of work with no pay. That's no solution. Um, you know, the governor keeps backpedaling. I think he's going to backpedal some more on this thing before it's over. And whatever group would get into court, be it the firefighters, be it the healthcare workers, being at some organized group, the question is, can they get a restraining order or some injunctive relief insofar as, can it be shown that the governor is overstepping his um, emergency powers that he is granted under um, statutorily um, to take extraordinary steps in an emergency. All the politicians that you hear are always saying, we got to follow the science on this. We've got to follow the science on this, but no one can really articulate why these edicts that government officials like um, our governor are coming up with, perhaps in conjunction with uh, advice or input from the uh, health department. I think it would be wonderful to have this aired out in court yeah. Not, not sound bites, not, um, right. you know, little blurbs in the newspaper, but let's put the experts up there yep. who would either testify that this is absolutely critical and necessary, or we don't really know if this works or not. Um, you know, there's many people who have legitimate concerns about not wanting to be vaccinated. Some are looking at the wrong social media uh, sites and perhaps getting disinformation. I mean, you hear anecdotally that some people have extraordinarily negative reactions to these um, vaccines. People are coming down, not not a lot, but I mean, statistically, I'm not sure how significant it is, but they're getting this Guillain-Barre syndrome, which can leave you somewhat paralyzed. Uh, People are having miscarriages, Anecdotally, we don't really know if there's a connection between the vaccine right. and these serious, serious healthcare problems that are arising. Now, let's put somebody on the stand. Experts, are are these cases of extremely adverse reactions to these um, vaccines? Are they anomalies? Are they acceptable anomalies? Or is the percentage small enough that we have to take the risk? And sorry. You might be the person who gets a bad reaction, but we think that you need to take the risk on behalf of everybody else. I mean, maybe a judge would find that the governor's proposal is not in excess of his authority mm-hmm. based upon the science. But let's get a little more science in here. Everyone talks right. about the science, but no one shows their cards.
1: And Tim Dad, what about... Um... You know, those that could say, because I covered some of the protests over the weekend and some of them are saying, listen, I had COVID. I feel I have proper antibodies. Um, I, I just, you know, we, we were in the PPE equipment. I, I just don't. I, I just feel uncomfortable and especially, you know, young nurses that are planning on maybe starting a family. Uh, they, they tell a story that apparently some nurse at Rhode Island Hospital got the vaccine. She was pregnant. She had a miscarriage. I don't know if it was because of that. They think it was could have contributed to it. So, you know, certain individuals seemingly have legitimate reservations about getting the vaccine. And by all accounts right now, this is a real gun to the head approach from the McKee administration.
2: Yes, and people do have legitimate concerns. And this is like a one size fits all strategy that the governor's taking. And he's going to steamroll over anyone who doesn't fall in line with the orthodoxy of you must be vaccinated. John, let's not forget, two of the three recognized vaccines in this country are still in experimental emergency status. I mean, that should give anyone cause. I mean, hey, I've been vaccinated. I'm, I'm Provax, if you will, but I think that there are legitimate concerns about having some experimental drug uh, injected into your body if you've got legitimate reservations. And I think Mm. that, you know, the only way people are really going to get to air out their concerns is if some group gets into court and they better do it darn quick because time's running out.
1: Folks, another quick break, a lot more. Our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd, right here. On the john DePietro show summer's here you want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family pop in and see marie and it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can call her at 401-305-3585 it's my health right in that old white church di- diagonally across from Davidport restaurant it's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isai, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps, It's my health. Stop in and see Marie 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland or call a 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. We're speaking with our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, just as a side note, but I did want to mention it because I think it is significant. So FX, they run these crime stories. They did the People versus O.J. Simpson just launched this week and it's actually impeachment and it's the story of you know Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky and Bill Clinton but what I think is interesting about it and sometimes it's lost within the whole mix is the whole problem for then President Bill Clinton people forget it started with Paula Jones the Jones case she was demanding an apology Uh, President Clinton and his attorneys, they were like, no way, no how. We'll go to court. Let's challenge her. All she was looking for, apparently, and they reiterate this, was the apology. I think just the lesson is it was once he got under oath in the Jones case that they started asking him about this situation with the intern and they learned about it. And the whole reason I mention it, Tim Dodd, is just there is a lesson there that once people go down this path, you know, Bill Clinton thought he was just Iron Titan was going to defend himself against Paula Jones in the Jones case. It obviously led to something far more. Once you get down that path, boy, all bets are off. And then look where he ended up.
2: Yes. And I think in his time as president, he had certainly a friendly media, not nearly yes. as in the tank as our media is today. But I think he figured he could continue to, to misrepresent his conduct, um, have a friendly media who wasn't really looking to attack him. Um, if the story came out, um, paint Monica Lewinsky to be some crazy person, stalker who had made up a story. Remember, uh, major media outlets, I think it was Newsweek, they had the story, they That's right. knew the facts. Yep. They wouldn't print it. It no. took the drudge report yes. to finally come out with it. And then the rest of the media fell in line. Yep. But there was there was no appetite in None. the mainstream media yep. to go after Bill Clinton. So he was probably had reason to believe that he could get away with it and that he could lie and that the press was never really going to dig in. And he probably <laughs> never thought that the Monica Lewinsky um, – material was going to be part of the paula jones deposition he never
1: thought that that was going to come in but
2: no he got blindsided he you did can, you yeah. can see when you see the video there's that moment where he the light goes on and he's in there thinking uh-oh yeah they know and, about this and they got me dead to rights what do i do now and his, um, his attorney bennett they came out of there and he said wow that went great they didn't
1: land a glove on you but on the the limousine ride back to the white house he knew that that damage had been done. My point is though, it, it started with once he agreed to take the questions, go under oath. That's, that's when, you know, the train left the station. Um, there, there is a danger seemingly with certain people that feel, ah, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen. And he found out now close to home. Um, we had an incident with a Providence city council person and right, right now it did come out that, that she has pled not guilty. Uh, this was the apparently some kind of a hit and run involving a city council person. I'm just wondering, is is that the norm or any surprises with something like that?
2: Well, it, it's it's a hit and run. The statute, um, there's a statute on the books which says if you're involved in an auto accident, you're obligated to not leave the scene, to remain until you either trade information with the other motorist or wait till the cops come to take a report. Luckily for this council person, she left the scene of an accident where only property damage allegedly resulted, no personal injuries resulted. If you leave the scene of an accident where there's property damage and personal injuries resulted, she could have well been charged with a felony as it is. This is a misdemeanor. And as we know, misdemeanors are punishable for up to a thousand dollar fine or up to a year in jail. She's never going to see either of those results. Um, if we presume she has no prior criminal record, she could probably get this thing filed for a year and then it could be expunged from her record if she just makes restitution for whatever the property damage is she caused to the other vehicle. And if she's got auto insurance, which I hope she does, her carrier is going to pay the, the damages to the other motorist vehicle. Um, and if she were to get a filing on the, a case like this, and as we know, a filing would not be a conviction Uh, the case would be expunged after a year and she would walk away from this whole scene. Um, She would simply have to admit that the state had sufficient facts that if the case went to trial, they could prove the case against her. So I would think that would be the likely outcome in a case like this. It would be pretty standard um, for any non-politician. You know, perhaps she might see more scrutiny because the system doesn't want to think they're doing any favors for a politician. Um, One other side note, John, I think her lawyer did a great job because when they came out of court, there was media waiting to ask her questions, and the lawyer hustled this counsel person away from the cameras, and the lawyer remained saying, listen, you know, my client's pled not guilty. We have no further comment at this time, and that was it. Didn't get involved in answering questions, didn't let his client answer questions, which you know, I think frequently is the best strategy.
1: Um, Tim Dodd, this week is the 20th anniversary of September 11th, and it's hard to believe, but the trial of 9/11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, set to resume at Guantanamo Bay, it is—it is incredible. This is 20 years later, and this individual is still um, set to be on trial. And and I'm just wondering, what are the what are the different guidelines, or or how does it work when someone's on trial at Guantanamo Bay?
2: It's very, very complicated, John. It, this is 20 years after the fact. Um, um, Sheikh Mohammed here, Khalid Mohammed, was I think um, picked up um, in 2012. So you know, it's been a good nine years that he's been in custody. For much of that time, he was at CIA. Um, I don't know what they call it, black ops operations, where he was waterboarded, I think, 183 times. Um, and he was subjected to what the CIA calls, quote, enhanced air, enhanced interrogation huh. techniques, huh. which I can only imagine what that might yeah. entail. Um, simply put, it's torture. So this guy has admitted to all kinds of things. He has admitted to participation in all kinds of terrorist um, events, including 9-11. The question, the main question for um, um, this defendant along with his other co-defendants is how much of his confession is admissible in evidence how much of it, it was obtained through torture how much of it is reliable i right. mean i think if you're sufficiently tortured you'll admit to doing anything and you'll oh. say anything to stop the torture from continuing so is there other corroborating evidence let's assume they they um torture this guy um And he says, I did blah, 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 and my associates were X, Y, and Z. If all of that admission or confession can be independently corroborated, it might stand up. But if it's his confession alone, which was obtained through waterboarding and other torture techniques, um, I think there's a legitimate argument that defense counsel has that none of that should get into evidence. So that's the main thing, John, and that could have serious implications for all of these cases against the five defendants right now. This is a military trial. It's going to be conducted at Gitmo. It's going to be conducted by a military judge who has limited experience, which is a problem. I think they've gone through about four judges. They retire, they recuse, they know the prosecutors. You know, in the military world at that level, everyone knows everyone else. It's going to be a a jury composed of all uh, military individuals from all the different branches of the service. Um, The pretrial has been going on for years literally years because they challenged the defense counsel will challenge the sitting judge the judge has to recuse covid has made it difficult to um conduct any sort of reasonable hearing um and i believe that the pre trial in this case is going to go on at least until 2022 before they actually start taking testimony wow but, John, if I was a prosecutor, I, I feel I've got my hands full. To prosecute this, they're going to be weaving through these, these confessions, as we've discussed. And much of the material at trial is um, classified material. Oh. So it's going to be a very tricky wicket for this judge to conduct a trial in, in somewhat in public with the media being able to observe what's going on and calling timeouts and excluding the media and the public when the testimony involves, um, you know, classified or secret information. (laughs) Additionally, the sheikh here is charged, I believe with like 20 or close to 2,800 counts in the case against him, because it's all the, all the people who died. Yeah both at the Twin Towers and at the Pentagon and Flight 93. Uh So how long does it take to prosecute? You know, I don't think they've got to prove each of the 2,800 counts. I think they're all, you know, if you prove that he was the mastermind of all of these um, hijackings and the deaths that resulted, I don't think you've got to prove the case 2,800 times. But it's a very cumbersome situation to prosecute because there are so many victims and circumstances. Um, it, it's going to be a bear of a case to try.
1: Folks, he is our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always, and we'll talk to you again.
2: Thanks, John. Take care.
1: Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431. Like your company maybe you have freight or you need freight goods third-party brokerage warehousing transportation custom freight they have the experience call them today mega logistics 401-431-2300 you're listening to the john dipetro show september is suicide awareness month joining us right now is dr rob harrison and doctor it is uh so important to draw attention to September being uh, Suicide Awareness Month, Prevention Month, but especially so many people are intrigued by man therapy. Welcome to the program, Dr. Rob. Thank you.
0: It's a a pleasure
1: to be with you, John. Dr. Rob, uh, touch on a little bit of what the month of September, uh, the, the main point. It's one of those topics, it's maybe uncomfortable for people to talk about, but the awareness of talking about it, looking for signs, uh, intervening people looking for help. There's certain ways they can just go online. It's um, it's come a long way.
0: Yeah, it has, um, and there's really it has to be kind of multi pronged. Um, I, I kind of like to think of uh, suicide prevention as like a river, and when you're at the at the thinking about killing yourself, that's what we call the waterfall. And so we have training to try to train people how to recognize people who may be at the waterfall who may be thinking about suicide and give them some tools about how to ask a question and how to help them persuade someone to let them get help. That training is called QPR. Um, all of our training is really a part of um, um, Healthy Bodies, Healthy Minds initiatives over the last, um, oh gosh, five to ten years of, of trying to improve the mental health of our uh, Washington County. Um, another big part of that training is what we call upstream, which is a mental health first aid training. Um, and also, uh, we have a federal grant called Zero Suicide, which uh, one of the main parts of that is uh, initiating screening in all of our medical facilities in the county, screening for depression, and then those who screen positive trying to get them help. Again, that's part of the upstream effort. Although sometimes it, it's a crisis point also, as you can imagine. Um, so uh, it's, uh, it all has to work together. And uh, the more we can do upstream, the better off we are. But sometimes, obviously, there are people who just show up at the waterfall, and we have to be able to try to help them also.
1: Folks, again, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And, Rob, I think people – here's the thing. People – it's as simple as going online. Whether people like it or not, there are many men – middle-aged men that are finding a crisis in their life for different reasons but they can go online now and dr roberts mantherapy.org and i love the fact that it's 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 a 20 point head inspection if you could talk a little bit about just anyone that's listening right now whether you have it's your father or your husband or yourself or your grandfather brother uh, brother-in-law anyone mantherapy.org
0: Man Therapy is a very important tool in our tool belt because the largest numbers of suicide nationally and also in locally in Rhode Island and in our county are middle-aged men, uh, 44 to 65 or so. Um, And that's also the group that's the most resistant to seeking help on their own. So uh, one of the things that Man Therapy does is this website reduces the stigma. You don't have to go to a physician's office or a psychiatrist's office or anything like that. You just go on the website, and it, it, it's a very, very humorous approach to try to engage men uh, of this age. Uh, it's kind of the, the manly way a man would get therapy. Um, so they have very humorous uh, posters and, and slogans, and um, but also a number of uh, very helpful um, personal testimonials on video that you can watch, but it's, and, as well as local resources and national resources for men. But it's just a, a really great way to engage men and we gave out some prescription pads to most of the doctors in Washington County and the prescription pad says uh science tells us you can't uh fix your mental health by rubbing dirt on it so I want you to go to this website and take the 20-point head inspection and when they do that what it does is it helps them to figure out am I just stressed a or am I really uh seriously depressed or, or anxious that and I need to get uh, get some help um so it's, it's a great tool, and uh, we're really excited to be doing it. We target different areas, different occupational uh, groups that tend to have higher suicide rates, uh, as well as veterans, of course. Um, so we're kind of early in the stages, but we're excited about it. There are a lot of billboards around the county uh, that are, very, again, very humorous. Like one says, you can't fix mental health with duct tape. Uh, so um, things that men would connect with, you know.
1: Folks, again, I uh, was speaking with Dr. Rob, and Dr. Rob, especially nowadays with everything that's going on, it's a difficult, challenging time for everyone with COVID, with uncertainty. Uh, you know, people uh, out of their normal habits. That they, they seemingly, the I think one of the reasons maybe there's an epidemic is many times, you know, the men are supposed to be the strong, silent type. You know, the cowboy, the Marlboro man, the going way back, the Gary Cooper, but they, they. They, they, it, it's an, an element of people feeling that there's no solution, but there's there's far better solutions and ways to reach out. And I think mantherapy.org is a, is a way to do it.
0: Absolutely. And, and we know that in our county uh, and in our state, there's a, a definite shortage of mental health providers. Uh, for example, the average person who gets seen in an emergency room right now and gets referred to a, a clinician uh, for mental health therapy uh, has to wait anywhere from three to five weeks to get seen and so man Therapy gives them a great alternative to go to the website right away and, and really check out what's going on with their with their mental health and also get some good help from it so
1: For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln it's Yankee Tree Service. call them today for a free quote 401. 401- yankee tree service 401-439-6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree, emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote, 401. 439-6028 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. You're listening to The John DePetro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there... You can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DiPietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on. And right at the top, it says Radio Show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there, and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at DiPietro.com. J. Perry Paving always provides high-quality, fair-pricing, exceptional service. Residential, commercial, seal-coating patios get your driveway paved. letter j j perry paving 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and general masonry projects j perry paving they offer free estimates call them today at 401-732-1730 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran No one has a better package for veterans than J. Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand-new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, license insured contracting company, they will meet your needs, no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, for J. Perry Paving. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401 401- 785 9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com Were you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury. Fight back, call Jack. Free consultation 401 785 9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back, call Jack 401. 401- It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should. But it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fight back calljack.com.